Welcome to Talk Breed, a podcast out of the House of Bridget Dublin community. Uh, I'm Maddie. I'm your host, and these are my two housemates Hello. slash colleagues. Hi. Hi there. Would you like to introduce yourselves? <laughs> yes. My name is Catherine Dunn. I'm originally from California, West Coast, Best Coast, and I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having us, Maddie. Oh, you're welcome. You're special one-time guest. <laughs> Even though you've been on every, like, every podcast <laughs> yes. so far. You're I'm actually your... my co-host. Yes. <laughs> and I'm Shane Jenkins. Um, I'm really the director of this operation, but I allow these two to, to perform. They're you know, jumping through hoops and other trivialities for this podcast. But I'm, I'm excited to be here too, Maddie. <laughs> Glad to have a celebrity on. Thanks, yeah. Okay. Um, Thank you for allowing me to be here, Of Shane. course, yeah. <laughs> So Maddie, what is our topic of discussion today? Yeah, so we're going to talk, we each picked a shorter piece of John Henry Newman's because he's being canonized this Sunday. Um, We each chose a shorter piece that he wrote um, and we did some research on it and um, we're going to be talking to each other about each of those three pieces. And Catherine, I figured you could get us kicked off with this because yeah. you've been reading, what's the book called? I've been reading uh, New Man or Newman. I don't know <laughs> what the book is called. Depends how you pronounce it. Pretends yeah. on how you want to pronounce it. It's a, or it depends. I said pretends. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on how you want to pronounce it. It's by um, Michael Collins, a priest mm-hmm. who was at our parish a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Which, how cool is it if your name's Michael Collins? It's yeah, such an Irish name. It's like yeah. if my name was like George Washington. Right, right. Cool. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, Go on, yeah. Well, on this schedule thing here, it says that I get to do my surprise now. So the surprise is that we're going to do a quiz show. I've been reading this book. And by reading, I mean I read like 50 pages last night oh, before I went to bed. <laughs> so I'm going to test your Newman knowledge. And I didn't want to tell Shane about this because I didn't want him studying. <laughs> <laughs> and she told me, and I, I just, still didn't study. <laughs> just before this, I, I was like, Daddy, do you want me to tell you the answers to the questions? And she said so no. So she could outshine me. <laughs> no, she said no. So she didn't plan. <laughs> okay. Is it a race to answer? It's, or? Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. I'm gonna ask okay. a question and then you have to like mm-hmm. buzz in um, with the answer. Raise our okay. hands. <laughs> yeah. No, you have to make a noise. Okay. Okay, what's your noise, Shane? Okay. <laughs> so basically, I just underlined in this book things that I thought were funny that are yeah. mentioned. So, can either one of you name one of John Henry Newman's five siblings? Mm. Oh, Maddie's got an answer. Sarah? No. Sorry. Okay. Good guess. I thought he had <laughs> a sister named Sarah. Name. <laughs> Do you have any guesses? Uh, um, you guess and then I'll, I'll say the answer. Sure. Is there a Jemima? There is, unfortunately. Dang it! Because <laughs> <laughs> he's named after his dad, so I thought someone might be named after his mom. Yeah. It's the second daughter was Jemima Charlotte. So his siblings oh. are Charles, Robert, Harriet, Elizabeth, Francis, William, Jemima, Charlotte, and Maria Sophia. That's a lot of siblings, or are those yeah. hyphenated names? I don't know if they're first and middle first names. First and middle, right? Yeah. John Henry's named after his father. Right, right. Yeah. Speaking Henry. of John Henry's father, at the age of 15, John Henry Newman's father lost his job and had to get a new one. What was the new job? He was a banker, and then what was his, his new job? Hmm. 
Wow, so you guys didn't read this book at all. <laughs> no, we didn't. I hadn't gotten to it. I was reading four quartets. Um, is it... You're not going to get it. Publisher. It's Managing a Brewery. Ooh. Oh, that's fun. That's familiar. Fact. Yeah. And, okay, so what instrument did John Henry Newman know how to play? Shane, you look like you know the answer. I don't. <gasps> Take a guess. Viola. Yes! Wow. He played it his whole life. How'd you know that? Wow. Because <laughs> you told, told me just before this. Come on. <laughs> Cop on. You can't even lie to him for a minute. Go on. Yeah. How old was John Henry Newman when he died? I do know this. <laughs> That's not your, your noise. Yeah, it is. Oh, I was going to edit it. <laughs> 89. 89 is correct. So Shane has two points and Maddie has one. Let's see if I can get a tiebreaker. This question is worth one thousand points. Whoever can get closest to the date that John Henry Newman was baptized. Oh, that's oh. tough. Just the date, not the year. Uh, well, that that's a tiebreaker. I know the basic year. Mm. January twenty second. Okay. I'm going to guess March. 13th. No, but you were closer. It was the 9th of April. No. Oh, he was born God. in February, so I thought it was after that. Yeah, his parents oh. waited. I didn't know when he was born, so, so I just guessed. <laughs> yeah, Do you so, know his zodiac, though? Uh, no, I don't. Good. Would be a Taurus. Oh, no. Tortoise? Okay. <laughs> no, I have no idea. I don't know what it is. Right, well, thanks What's for his that, birthday? <laughs> What's his birthday? February. Uh, 21st of February. Yeah. Oh, I should ask that as a question. Well, I was going to ask you his parents' names and his birthday and stuff, but That's then we were working on a holy card mm-hmm. in our office earlier, mm-hmm. and we were going to put a like a biography of him. So you don't and you the, were naming his parents thing. and his birthday and where he was born, and I was like, well, he just named off all these names, so I can't ask that anymore. <laughs> well, those those were good questions, yeah. 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 Um, guess what zodiac sign he was. I don't even know I don't that. Like, that. I know enough. I'm a yeah. cancer. That's all I know. He uh, he was a Pisces. Wow. He okay as a Pisces. <laughs> Does it sound <laughs> so much. As a Pi- this is coming from sunsigns.org. Mm. As a Pisces, you are well known for your intuitive, selfless, mm. and imaginative nature. Does That's that good. sound like John Henry Newman? I think, I think um, sunsigns.org is within the fold of Catholic dogma. So. <laughs> Catherine just knocked over her water. <laughs> trying to play. On so our exciting. microphone. <laughs> it's not on the microphone, it's around okay. it. I, th- I think sunsigns is within the fold of the Catholic faith. So. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love this in the intro of this book it describes Newman um, about like his letters so he says he complains of fatigue or worries scrupulously about (laughs) scrupulously take that out Take that. Never. I can't even say that. Okay. Say no, it. take it out. Say it. Let's start over. We'll cut. Give us a clean cut. Ready? In the intro of this book that I was reading, all 45 pages of it that I read, I haven't even gone to the part where he becomes Catholic yet, but um, it talks about all his surviving letters. There are 20,000 surviving Whoa. letters. Wow. That's really high. No, no um, 30 volumes have been published. In some letters, Newman cajoles in others he complains while in others he encourages his reader 
Um, so he sent a lot of letters to his family and friends. And then it's this, there's a sentence that just says, he's often overly sensitive. Hmm. So, hmm. like, when I die and became a saint, do you think someone's going to write a book about me? <laughs> <laughs> just like, critique you? So much. Was, you know, she a little got, much at times. She got angry if she didn't, wasn't fat. <laughs> yeah, like, she got cranky. She didn't get a nap. <laughs> anyway. I think, yeah, there's a line of one of my favorite songs because um, if I die would you say nice things would you tell the truth even if it sounded a little mean um, yeah I and think it's, I know that song I mean you do but <laughs> you're pouring everywhere I'm <laughs> losing my mind I need to just stop I just spilled water all over myself <laughs> all over the okay. table all over herself I got this it's just water it's fine it's okay we need it but, to live but I really like how um how Newman as well as someone who's remembered as not like you like you're saying like a scrubbed down saint per se someone who would still have a sense of his like successes and failures and mm-hmm. his highs and lows in life you know because there's so much we know about him right mm-hmm. yeah and in the book I was reading last night before he became Catholic he took a trip to Italy mm. and he was in Sicily and um, was got really sick when he was there and thought that's he was right. gonna die and that's when he wrote Leave Kindly Light I'm gonna talk about yes. this he wrote Leave Kindly Light on the ship on the way mm. to Towards Palermo or France mm. or something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, which is a beautiful song. He's saying it at mass today. <laughs> yeah, for the feast day, which is today. Yeah, his yeah. feast day's the today. Last on the feast day. Of Blessed Cardinal Newman. Yeah. Well, since Catherine gave a nice lead, and do you mind if we switch around the order a little bit? Can I you go ahead and talk do. about lead kindly? Go light? on, go on. Okay, so the poem I chose is um, colloquially called "Lead Kindly Light," but. Actually, the actual title of this poem is called The Pillar in the Cloud. And so the title... I didn't know that either. Yeah, neither did I. Um, So this title refers to a passage in Exodus in which a pillar of cloud leads the Israelites through the desert by day and a pillar of fire leads them by night. So I'm going to read that passage. It's Exodus chapter 13, verses 21 through 22. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light that they might travel by day and by night. The pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night did not depart from before the people. So he was 33 when he wrote this. Mm. And um, as Catherine said, he was in Italy and became seriously ill. And in his writings, it's uh, he says that he cried a lot during this period. And his servant, who was also um, acting as his nurse at the time, because he was so sick, she asked him what was wrong, and all he could say was, I have work to do back in England. I need to go home. I need to leave. But he was stuck because he didn't have a ship. Um, and he was in Palermo at this time, and they couldn't get him a ship for another three weeks. And when he finally got on the ship to travel back to England, he wrote this poem, and he was still um, recovering. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and read the poem. Um, It's one of his most famous, if not his most famous, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of you listening probably know it, but I'm going to go ahead and, and read it. Please. Lead kindly light amid the encircling gloom. Lead thou me on. The night is dark, and I am far from home. Lead thou me on. Keep thou my feet, I do not ask to see the distant scene, one step enough for me. I was not ever thus, nor prayed that thou shouldst lead lead me on. I loved to choose and see my path, but now lead thou me on. I loved the garish day, and, spite of fears, pride ruled my will. Remember not past years. So long thy power hath blessed me, sure it still will lead me on. Or more and fin, 
or crag and torrent till the night is gone and with the morn those angel faces smile which i have loved long since and lost a while and the inscription on the bottom of this is just at sea june 16th 1833 um and so if you read this poem i think with the bible story in mind I think it starts to take on multiple meaning meanings. I don't know about you guys, but whenever I would hear it before reading that passage, it was always, um, I knew that Newman had been seriously ill when he was writing this. And um, so particularly with the line about the angel faces, I always read it as a prayer for people close to death and um, asking God to lead him on to the next life even though he doesn't know exactly what that's going to be um and so i think in light of the the story i think he's also considering his time in italy as a kind of exile and um that this poem is written to physically lead him home um across the sort of desert that is this ocean that's separating him and England. And um, so the line about the angel faces, I wanted to talk to uh, talk about a little mm-hmm. bit because people would ask him afterwards what he meant by that. And mm-hmm. he said, how am I supposed to know what I meant by that? Basically, <laughs> he was like, I don't know what I meant. Um, that's up for you to decide, basically. And so um, I could either see it as his friends, you know, welcoming him to the shores of England with the morning, or maybe they're angels in the like realer sense of the word. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think this poem is just pleading for both spiritual and physical guidance. Um, I don't know. Do you guys, what do you guys think about it? I really like that. I, I also had not really focused on this final line, so you brought my attention to them. And I think your reading is totally right. Um, because, yeah, I could see it being interpreted both ways. Mm-hmm. I had always presumed it was merely, like, our decisions on this earth, because he always mm-hmm. has a theme of that in his writings. But yeah. I think you're right that, in this case, your your physical health and well-being is mm-hmm. even at stake. And so there's a, a greater sense of urgency to that guidance. Mm-hmm. When I hear angel faces, the first thing I think of is kind of um, our guardian angels. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, it's like... Everyone on the ship's guardian angels were, like, hanging out, and maybe he just yeah. felt like he could finally feel their presence mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Just as I like, kind of imagine our angel, guardian angels are like, cool, we get to hang out for a year, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I um, thought it like that. I was also, I love that line, keep thou my feet, I do not ask to see. Mm. because we sang it at mass today and Michelle sang that part I do not ask to see and I was like yes I don't want to see Jesus I trust in you and then I was like wait no I do I want to know what's gonna happen tell me like um so like how much trust is in there and it's just oh it's such a beautiful prayer and poem yeah I yeah I wanted to talk a little bit about that line too um because I have prayed with this prayer for four years basically ever since I heard um Steve Warner's setting of this song um which is a really beautiful setting um but the the full line keep thou my feet I do not ask to see the distant scene one step enough for me um and that was something I prayed with a lot when I was um coming back into the faith after a period of not believing in God at all and it just felt like everyone around me knew 
where they were going and um, spiritually. And I was like, I have no idea what's happening. And I don't know, I don't know if this faith is right for me, but I'm questioning and I'm um, going to mass and I'm hoping that that this is the right place for me. Um, and so that one step enough for me, it just felt like, yeah, this faith journey for me was just step by step by step. And so I really did a lot to that in that sense. Um, and that's why I wanted to talk about this poem um, today, just because it I've been praying with it for so long at this mm-hmm. point. Um, and it's, I've, I said this on the last episode, but it's so crazy to me that I'm getting to work here now um, and getting to be here when the man who wrote this poem that helped me so much um, while I was figuring out my faith, he's being canonized. Mm-hmm. And that's just so cool. <laughs> you work in his church. I work in his and church. And that's like totally not a coincidence. Like, no. at least I don't believe it is. Yeah. Um, that was like the one step at a time. And if God would have let you see six or seven steps ahead, you would have been like, well, how's that going to work? That doesn't yeah. make sense. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to end up in Dublin? What? No. Yeah. It's, oh. it's funny how those little things do sort of come together. Uh, Newman's motto when he became a cardinal is Cora mm-hmm. Cora Loquitur, which is heart speaks to heart. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know. I had heard that for like a year from working here last year and just thought mm-hmm. that was his thing until like today or this week I learned that he took that from Francis de Sales, who is my confirmation saint. And like he's someone who I also had a personal connection to and like affinity towards for a long time and with my own faith journey. So mm-hmm. it's so weird how they're like, they're all picking off similar ideas and trends and working together in these ways, you know, without yeah. us knowing it. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Well, who wants to go next? Who wants to talk about their... Sure. Shane? I can, <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks for the nomination, Catherine. <laughs> I pointed at him. <laughs> um, been voluntold. I, so I had chosen mostly a quote, um, but I'll tell you what it's from as well. It's a quote from a, a, a series of lectures that Newman gave called how do I flip this over um I think it's the current state of Catholics in Protestant England is that quite is that right I, I had it written on there but. uh lectures on the present position of Catholics in England thank you yeah the one that I printed out didn't have the full title so appreciate it oh, yeah. but um it's a rather pointed lecture which I, I never got all the way through because I only read a portion of it like the ninth lecture of all the ten or whatever um but what I found was this quote in it that I thought spoke to me more than the lecture as a whole, per se. But the quote, I'll give it to you now, is, Nothing would be done at all if one waited until one could do it so well that no one could find fault with it. And I saw this quote a while ago, and it stuck out to me, and I never knew quite exactly where it came from until I found it in this lecture and looked it up. And in this, he's responding to more or less the critiques of, of his former Protestant like colleagues and, and peers and contemporaries who have said after he's converted to Catholicism they're giving him all of these sort of critiques as to how he's living his life, what he's doing. It might have even been around the time of him trying to found the Catholic University of Ireland, which is where we work on the former grounds of that. And there's this sense that there's constant critique from all sides, both warranted and unwarranted, and everything he's trying to do is getting kind of foiled in some way, mm-hmm. you know. And a lot of the times our work here has felt like that in a sense and that we can be pushing against the tide of a of a country or perhaps a, a tendency just in the world to resist um, spiritual vulnerability or remembering like the lives of those who've served our, our nation so well but 
are now forgotten due to their associations. Um, and so I, I just, this, this idea of not being afraid to try and do good, to try and go out there and achieve something, even though you're almost guaranteed to get some sort of, um, how would you call it, critique or backlash against it, was, was so, like, I don't know, redeeming to me. It, it, it's similar to the idea that you should never let the perfect become the enemy of the good. You know, you might as well start before um, you don't start at all. But then I, I still think about how that must have felt for Newman to go from a place where he was one of the most influential um, Anglican theologians of his day at Oxford, at a, at a major church on, on campus, or, or I guess in the town, rather, um, someone who commanded a lot of people's attention and ears, and to make that change and to think about all the ties he cut, as Father Bill was mentioning earlier today, I can't imagine what kind of, kind of a change that was for someone like him to go through such a, a 180 in a way of his world. But this quote, I don't know, helped me to feel, see that you just do it one step at a time, right? Mm, one step at a time. There's no need to rush. No need to see. It's yeah. like the learning scene. to fly or falling in love. <laughs> so Jordan Sparks. It's not like that. It's like how poetic. Wow. <laughs> I just thought of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that was good. Could you read the quote again? Yeah. For sure. Nothing would be done at all if one waited until one could do it so well that no one could find fault with it. Mm. And that reminds me of another quote who I don't know what saying is by, but it's kind of like, we have um, only today, so let us begin or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it also reminds me of, um, we just made stickers for John Henry Newman's mm-hmm. canonization, and the quote on it is, learn to do thy part and leave the rest to heaven. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like... Yeah. Don't worry about what everyone's doing. Don't worry about it being perfect. Do what you can. Do what God's called you to do. Mm-hmm. And that is enough. Yeah. Yeah. This guy had to have incredible patience. Just, you know, last week talking with Father Bill about how much he had to fail. So I just think Newman would know better than anyone that you you have to start even if you are going to fail. <laughs> Yeah. And he did make a lasting impact, even though maybe he didn't see it. Yeah, if anything, even if it's not formal, like there's no Catholic University of Ireland standing, yeah. he has a following that extends beyond the borders of any any institution. Yeah, know? absolutely. And yeah. people that inspire their, their, their universities off of his work. Like yeah. John, John Jenkins will reference the idea of university pretty frequently. Mm. I don't know how close it adheres, but he's someone who people talk about. Yeah. yeah, I was absolutely. thinking about that during mass. I knew who John Henry Newman was before he was even like blessed John mm-hmm. Henry Newman. Mm-hmm. So I was trying yeah. to think like why I did and where I'd heard of him. And yeah. was it the American really... centers you'd heard of? Yeah, yeah, but I, those are just called Newman centers. Like, why mm-hmm. did I know his name was John Henry Newman? Like, yeah. I don't know. Um, something stuck out. Something stuck out there. Yeah, I mean, he's got so many writings that that I think people read and maybe don't even realize that they're reading mm-hmm. his writings. I mean, Lee Kind of Light is a great one. I had searched yeah. it on Google the other day just to find the lyrics. Yeah, a it. lot of the information that I got um, from for this um, bit that I was doing on it um, mm-hmm. was actually from the Mormon Tabernacle yeah, Choir's website. Wow. Yeah, they yeah. see the setting of it. Yeah. Um, and that's in- incredible, too. And they have, yeah, they had like a whole section on it. And I, I didn't listen to their setting, but pretty universal theme isn't it yeah, yeah. Um, I just think it it speaks to I don't know so many of it's applicability of us. yeah it just it does you know yeah 
Yeah, I think Audrey Assad might have a cover of it. Or she not does. a cover, she like has her own setting she of it. She does, yeah. yeah. Because whenever I try to search for Steve's, hers comes up. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It was nice to yeah. hear Steve's yeah. again today. It was. It's such a, it's such a good, mm-hmm. a beautifully written song. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's my turn. I guess Please. so. So my reading is from this little booklet that Steve and Michelle Warner made and for Teresa. our... And Teresa, what's her last name? I'm not sure. Give her credit. Teresa. Avila. <laughs> no. <it's> not. <laughs> I'm sorry. She I'm helped her, write I'm just, it. I'm just She's a, she a Newman scholar, right? She did a great yeah. job on it. And research yeah. and so translations <clears throat> of some of his works. Iglesias, maybe? Um, I don't know. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Okay. But I was reading through, there's a lot of music in it, but there's also a lot of readings. And I was reading through it um, to try to get some stuff for social media. But I read this, and it's just my favorite. It just says it's from Meditations and Devotions, 279. Um, but I'll read a couple sentences. Stay with me, and then I shall begin to shine as you shine, so to shine as to be a light to others. The light, Jesus, will be all from you. None of it will be mine. No merit to me. It will be you who shine through me upon others. Let me thus praise you in the way which you do love best, by shining on all those around me. Give light to them as well as to me. Light them with me, through me. And as I was reading that just now, I think I read this for one of the other podcasts. You did. So um, I'm obsessed with this. But my immediate thoughts were that it really reminded me of a C.S. Lewis quote. Mm. Um, it's don't shine so that others can see you shine so that through you others can see him just that similar idea of shining and light Mm -hmm. and um, how all that light will be from Jesus and it's just such a great verse to meditate on in the morning especially I just love the idea of you wake up and one of the first things you think of is to ask God to give you grace and energy to face the day and um, ask him how can I be a light to others I think in my life especially, I don't have so much of like, I didn't do research on this. I just kind of, I'm going to like reflect on it and feel free to chime in, Shane and Maddie. Sure. But I think in my life especially for a long time, I thought that, you know, God gave me gifts when I was born and I got more gifts and um, talents, not so much talents, but gifts at baptism and confirmation and the Holy Spirit came upon me and I took those things very seriously and um I thought that God kind of gave you all the grace you needed and then you kind of have to figure out what he wants you to do to use them and then he's like kind of watching like you better use them the right way and I had a lot of trust in God and faith in God but I was kind of like how do I use these gifts how do I what do I do and recently in the last couple of months I've been like this grace and this light that God gives you is something that you have to ask for every day and that he wants to give you every day. There's no limit. There's no limit to how many times you can ask him for grace um, and to be a light to others. And yeah, I just love this idea of light and shining mm-hmm. and, you know, there's no darkness without the light. And yeah, do you guys have anything to say about that? Mm-hmm. Completely. I, I think you're right to link it to that Lewis quote. That's, they sound almost entirely on the same vein. It's something that I struggle with a lot too, this idea of letting something shine through you and not trying to be the light itself in a way. Uh, not to say that I've been particularly vain, but just that 
we have these saints that we hold up and we and we revere them and we're so grateful for them and we show them off to the world for the witnesses that they they gave us you know and yet when you look at someone like saint francis his ideal at the end of his life was to go knock on the door of his own home like his own like initial friary so to speak and to not be recognized by the man at the door and then to go off and die in peace at that moment and it's so strange that for him his ideal was to serve the world but not become the world's focus. And so I, I sense something similar here where it's tough because we want to you know, praise and revere the people that we love and did great jobs, you know? But at the same time, I'm sure they wouldn't say, yes, thank you, lavish me with this praise, you know? They, they see themselves as pointing on to something more. Um, and so that's just, it's, it's interesting how, how that works and certainly a challenge, but I, I like that. What we talked about before with Newman having these failures and saying, Failures are just a part of salvation history. It's a part of being a link in a chain and pointing onwards, you know? Um, it makes it more okay to say that I don't have to be the savior of the world because I'm not the savior of the world, you know? Yeah. I'm the saved. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a high school um, theology teacher describe... She was describing how the Holy Spirit inspired the writing of the Bible And this image has stuck with me for a while, and this passage actually reminds me of it in a way. Um, She talks about how the people who are actually writing the Bible are this piece of glass, and the Holy Spirit is the flashlight shining through the glass onto the page, and we as human beings have blemishes. And so sometimes the blemishes of human beings are reflected onto the page, but the light is still there shining onto the page mm-hmm. um lovely. yeah and I've always just like thought of that as a really lovely image and I like applying it to here you know shining onto other people so that they can also see the Holy Spirit and see Jesus and um I think yeah we're gonna make mistakes and we're not gonna be this unblemished piece of glass that just completely reflects God's love all the time Mm -hmm. but we can Mm -hmm. certainly do our best to be as clear as possible yeah and I think it um I think of like I have ideas for how my day is gonna go and who I'm gonna talk to sometimes Mm -hmm. and what needs to get done (laughs) and then sometimes you just meet new people or people want to talk a little longer and um so often in the past I was kind of like oh I want to talk to that other person who's here or like I got things to do or oh my gosh this didn't get done and when you think of, okay, whoever I'm talking to and interacting with, I'm going to give them my attention and maybe they need to hear, maybe Jesus wants to talk to them through me somehow. So I'm going to be present to them um, as I hope others would be present to me. Yeah, I just, and I love that this quote gives all credit to Jesus, no merit to me, all of it will be from you. Because really like it's, we're just little tiny humans who can't do anything without the grace of God. Not anything great. Oh, I just love it. Well, thank you. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. So this is our last recording before uh, Blessed John Henry Newman becomes St. John Henry yeah, Newman. That's right. um, we don't have to say blessed ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, so I figured to wrap up, let's talk about what cool community things we've done this week. What have we done? Let's see. Today, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Shane led us in community prayer. That's right. And for community prayer, 
Um, we prayed part of the novena for John Henry Newman that's ending on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so we had like five parts of it, so we prayed, you know, our five decades. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. We also got stickers. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. we got stickers. Everyone, listen, we got stickers. <laughs> if you want a sticker, follow us on Instagram and DM us. Uh-huh. And yes. we will Seriously, send you one, maybe. They're really nice. For really a reason. Yeah, <laughs> unless you're living like very far away and shipping will cost more. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but they look really, really nice, and um, it has that quote that Catherine said earlier, learn to do thy part part and leave the rest to heaven. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're planning on bringing them on our pilgrimage with us. We ordered, like, 250. Uh, Catherine's got one on her water bottle and her laptop. I've got (laughs) one on my laptop. Shane does not have anything to stick it on currently. Besides my body. Like, I don't (laughs) need to find something more worthwhile. (laughs) Trying to find something else I can put it on. I don't know. Um, That was fun. What else did we do? Oh, we went out for a community meal yesterday. We did. That was fun. To Cornucopia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's this vegetarian slash vegan restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted to try to find someplace that none of us had ever been, which is hard because Shane has lived here for <laughs> a for while. seven years. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. It's yeah. true. <laughs> the oldest member ever in House of Bridges. <laughs> Shane's been here since he's the beginning. He's only 23, but he's been here for 70 I was Newman's years. altar boy back in the day. Yeah. You may not know this, but... That's why he's so close to you. That's right, yeah. Yep. Um, I don't think any of us were, like, expecting what to get, but it, like... It was good. It was good, it was, it was a lot of food, yeah. and, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had um, something called a raw soup, and... Yeah. It was just soup. It was just, it was soup. just soup, but... They we could it just turn soup. this into, like, a food... Food. Yeah, let's just yeah talk. <laughs> and then we went to Teddy's the spice first. bag of the week or something like that. Yeah, and then Teddy's um, was a good ice cream cone to yeah. end it off. We've been sitting a lot on our brand new couch. <laughs> yeah, we I got a like new couch. So far, we've been giving them all the fun like house community things as well. Yeah. We've also done stuff at the center, but this oh is yeah, been, this is oh yeah, this is, yeah, yeah, this is the fun stuff we've been up to. Yeah, we're we, such we adults. We're to... like, we go eat and we sit on our couch. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, the couch is new. We almost went to Taylor Park as well, but then oh, the, yeah, hurricane the hurricane put a damper on our a plans. Damper. Get it? Yeah. That was intended. <laughs> okay. Taylor Park was very damp. It was. It was a bit moist. <laughs> but um, yeah, we went to school. We did. We, did. we um, the first are, time. yeah, we're helping these um kids with their confirmation prep That's which right. i really enjoyed so far the yeah, one time yeah, we went they're um, yeah. They're also sweet. yeah 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 and they listened really well mm-hmm. and hopefully they're getting excited for the confirmation mm-hmm. um, we yeah. are preparing in choir for 1000 songs that we're gonna do in the next <laughs> yes. month yeah we have a couple big ones coming yeah. up for this canonization too I'm gonna go ahead and plug our october 20th mass because it's going to be great amazing yeah it'll be a week complex oh i know it'll be a week after um the canonization so yeah like i said the 20th and we have a 6 15 p.m mass and our choir the vocari ensemble which is full of really great professional musicians um and us and us we'll be there and it's also volunteers um We'll be singing, and then we'll have a string quartet with us. And Bishop Martin's presiding. Yeah. And Archbishop? Yeah, that's right, sorry. Yeah. Archbishop of Dublin. Archbishop. Not the, um, not the other Archbishop of Dublin, or yes. of Martin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
And then, oh yeah, there will be canapes and... That's right, reception and, and a, lecture. Yeah. a lecture by a lecture. my former thesis advisor, Declan Kyberg. It's I did not know he was your former thesis advisor. Co-advisor, that's right. Yeah. Oh, nice. He's a cool yeah. guy, and he's very easy to listen to. I enjoy going to his lectures. Yeah. Yeah, so he'll be giving a talk that's called uh, Saint for Today, and that'll be immediately after Mass, and that's super exciting. A lot yeah. of things to get, to Lots get done. Lots of things. All of them on the evening of the 20th. We'd be happy to see you there. To give um, you a sticker. Yeah. yeah. If you find one of us, we'll give you a sticker for free. Yeah. <laughs> They're usually also free. But <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll make an exception just this once. Just this once. We'll give it to you for um, Anything free. coming back to you have a concert, correct? Uh, yes. It's the 10th of November. Yes. And it's called In Memoriam. Mm -hmm. It's to honor the faithful departed. Mm -hmm. And we'll be singing a lot of contemplative music that reflects that theme. Mm -hmm. Uh, we'll be singing Lead Kindly Light. And I think Shane actually prepared. He was gonna sing a little I bit did. of it. I was, gonna, yeah. I was gonna do a little scat version yeah. of yeah. Kindly Light. If that's <laughs> Can okay. we hear it? Oh, sorry. It's um, it's on recording in my oh, tape player. Oh, is it copyrighted? No, 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 I have it on. I have it on VHS, but I don't think we have a player here. Okay, oh, but just just sing, sing it right, right now. now. Really? Should you I, can just should I go for it. Can someone give me an yeah. E, please? Okay, so we had to edit out his performance for copyright purposes, <laughs> but it was awesome. <laughs> Oh, good. So good. I killed I it, guys. <laughs> Thank you for giving me this opportunity yeah. to share my talents. Yeah, we we wept openly. Mm. It was great. We wept openly. <laughs> um, so closer <laughs> closer to now, um, what are you guys most excited for about Rome? Because I am excited about everything. Mm. We leave tomorrow. F- food aside, a lot of it's just the community. <laughs> You know, yeah. like, I was mentioning how Adam, one of our sacristans, is busy a lot of the time now because he's being a responsible guy, taking care of his, his newborn son and mm-hmm. working an amazing job out in Liffey Valley. But we're going to have him for, like, a full weekend, you know, just to ourselves, yeah. kind of. We'll get to hang out with him and Ronan yeah. and Matthias. Um, yeah. And make it a pilgrimage, a group pilgrimage, you know? Yeah, it'll be great. These pilgrimage books are, like we said, are so Sick. detailed and so wonderful. Um Catherine and I both studied abroad in Rome, so I think we're both yeah. a little homesick for we're <laughs> Rome sick. Rome sick. Oh, no. This is not oh. a basic girl podcast, I promise. Oh, <laughs> Pro podcast. Um, I'm excited for everything, but mostly I love the Vatican. I, I do know too. everyone yeah. goes there. No, and everyone's gonna be there. It's, yeah. But the Vatican, when you're Catholic, is like it's like Disneyland. I <laughs> but, for but real openly, tacky. yeah. For yeah. real, I openly wept the first time I went yeah. to the Vatican. It's Same. overwhelming, you know. It was so overwhelming. So here's a fun fact that I learned on my Easter. We took a tour of the Vatican over Easter last year, and our tour guide said that it's so big that if there was no art in all of it, you would get vertigo from just looking Stop. at it. Because your mind cannot comprehend something of that size. St. Peter's. St. Peter's. Wow. Your mind cannot comprehend something of that size, so the art like has to break it up and like make you divide it into sections in your brain. Yeah. Or else, I mean, it's like wow. being on top of a tall building. I, it's also just the sense that, I think it may be different for Americans too, that we grow up being told all these stories about the church yeah. fathers and this continuous history yeah. of belief and growth of a community and it, and it feels like we have a spiritual home outside of our our patriotic home of the u.s and yet yeah. now you get to actually go 
Yeah, so see, cool. it, it's just like it's something that it's weird as a Catholic to experience. Like, well, oh, we're a pilgrim people, like, of, your, of course, we like it, you know. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But it doesn't always see, feel that with other people, people who feel like yeah. America or Colorado or whatever as their home. I'm, I'm so excited to see the Vatican again and. Mm-hmm. Oh, just... All the places. We're going to go to Frigidarium. Mm-hmm. I will yeah. plug... Pri- plug? Oh. <laughs> plug? I will plug Frigidarium <laughs> every day of my life. Frigidarium would like to listeners we have. If Frigidarium <laughs> wants to sponsor this podcast, yeah, well, I will pay them. Yeah. <laughs> just give me gelato. <laughs> We'll, normal you, business we'll trade transact. you probably like 10 stickers. <laughs> I'll give you 10 stickers. If you sponsor us. Oh my gosh. Make it happen, oh, people. I would, I would love it's that. It's so good, guys. If you ever Give go there, you should go. Yeah. I'm really excited also. We're going to um, walk up the... All that stuff. Yeah, we're gonna walk up the the Scala Santa, and um, that's cool too. Because what I didn't realize is if you if you do that and you um, you know Mm. say the prayers as you're walking up on your knees, uh, that's actually an indulgence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really cool, and that's a new concept. All the indulgences. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Of all sorts, spiritual and physical. (laughs) (laughs) And frigidarium. Frigidarium is the physical indulgence. Um, yeah, I've also never been to something of this size at the Vatican. Uh, I went to Easter Mass, um, but this just feels so... I feel like I Easter know. might be the same size. Will it? Probably. But it just feels like so, it's like... A, it's a different... It feels different. It's, a, it's singular yeah. versus it's different. Like yeah. It's a big deal. Yeah. I got to go to... I was in Rome when the Holy Year started. Mm-hmm. Well, That's for like most incredible. of the Holy Year. It's pretty cool. So I got to go when there were two popes there. I wonder if Benedict will be there. Huh, maybe. Apparently. Um, but that was pretty cool to see two popes in one place. Yeah. I hadn't gotten to it yet, but the front of the Irish Catholic said the Irish government is sending a representative after all. They're sending oh, they the are. Minister of Education after a backlash oh. for them not sending anyone. So I'm glad to see oh, them good. kind of cop on, but yeah. it's a shame that they took so long to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad, right. glad that person will be there. Right. Anyways, yeah, we're also seeing Chiesa Nuova, which is the... I guess the original sort of oratory that Philip Neri founded. It wasn't yeah. where he started, but it's the one that they ended up more or less residing in for the uh, majority of their history. Um, yeah. What else? We're going to go see La Chiesa di Gesù, right? Yeah, um, Gesù. That would be pretty cool. And yeah. the Vatican Museums as well. The Vatican Museums yeah. and the Sistine Chapel. Just That's right. Yeah, it's going to be a really, really wonderful p- pilgrimage, I think. But It's, it's exciting. We're going to have a great yeah. time. We're staying a little late on Monday, so we get an extra ca- cappuccino in the morning. Yeah, you know? um, and then yeah, and then we'll be able to debrief on this podcast about right. about the canonization, which will be yeah. really cool. Yeah. We'll describe it yeah. <laughs> to you. If yes. You guys, if you guys have any prayers or intentions you'd like us to carry with us, do you send them on to us at any yeah. of our social media pages? Yeah. So one thing I'd like to get started is if you guys um, have any faith stories you'd like to share with us or Mm. questions comments um anything that you'd like us to directly see i uh would like to open up our email address for um those things is this okay yeah, it's fine. <laughs> don't well, dox us. No. I just get so many emails. No, yeah, it's yeah. Our yeah. Do right. That email is talkbreed at gmail dot com. That's T A L K. Mm-hmm. B-H-R-I-D-E, and do not worry about the accent. We did not put that in the email address. Right. 
Um, so yeah, if, if you've got intentions that you'd like us to bring, uh, please email those to us and we will make sure we Or if you want a you. shout out or if you want to tell us yeah. a funny story. Yeah, just tell us a yeah. funny story. Make, like, make can, us laugh. If you can prove yeah. your, your worth, we'll have you on the podcast. You yes. <laughs> if you want a sticker. If you want a sticker, email <laughs> us. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, shoot us an email please. if any of those things are true. Um, okay. So, uh, we're going to end in prayer. And the prayer I chose is also from our pilgrimage book. It's a traditional mm. Irish prayer. Sounds good. Yeah. So, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O God, bless every step that I am taking, and bless the ground beneath my feet. May Christ and Mary go with us the length of the road. May our journey not be in vain, but may every inch of it be for our good. Dear God, please keep us and all the other pilgrims safe this weekend. St. Bridget. Pray, pray for us. us. Blessed John Henry Cardinal Newman. Pray for us. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Our intro and outro music is Psalm 138-139, If You Find Me, by Stephen C. Warner, used with permission of GIA Publications, 7404 South Mason Avenue, Chicago, Illinois, 60638. Their website is www.giamusic.com, all rights reserved.